Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless, and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast on the TV show Merlin. Chris and I are going to cover every single episode of this TV show. Uh, and welcome to the our very, very first episode. It feels weird doing this, Chris. We've been talking yep, about yep. a different show for a long time. Uh, it took us five years to finish Supernatural. People listening may know us from mon- our other podcast, Monster of the Week, or maybe our emoji podcast, Thinking Face. Uh, but this is a whole new thing, and now we're here to talk about Merlin. Yeah, uh, however you found us, we're happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. We've recorded hundreds of hours of podcasts together, yeah. but it is always a little bit strange starting a new thing. You had to do a new intro, you had to say the name of a podcast, you had to remember my name, which is always a struggle. Always. Um, I'm super excited to talk about Merlin. I love this show. Yes. I still haven't finished it. I guess to, <laughs> just to start things off, you've seen all of Merlin. You've yes. seen every episode. Um, I have seen a, four and a half seasons or so. Uh, no, or three you, and a half, I guess. I'm, ha- I'm halfway through season four. <laughs> I'm halfway through season four. Um, so I was pretty close, but I don't know how it ends. So no spoilers. Um, but yeah, I really like what I've seen of the show, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah. So a little bit of history. Uh, Chris and I like doing podcasts together. We like covering TV shows. Uh, a couple of years ago, he started watching Merlin, kind of just as just as a kind of a, a as a goof mostly um i made fun of him for when he told me this he said mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. Uh, i'm watching merlin and i said you're a dummy you're a, you're a super big old dummy <laughs> um and then i started watching merlin and i got addicted and i binged the whole thing in like a couple of weeks um and a bunch of people on our patreon discord um came in and hung out with us to to to, to watch some of those final episodes uh and yeah I, I just we just careened past you 
um, and now you need to catch up. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna That's, go like quickly finish it real quick? Or are you gonna just watch it with the podcast? No, this is I'm here for the podcast. Okay. We're, once we hit season four, I'm gonna be watching new episodes for the first time. You're gonna be getting raw reactions. It's very exciting. I've only and the episodes that I have seen, I've only seen once. So every every episode up until then will be my second watch. I don't remember everything. Um, so I, I am I'm genuinely very excited to just rewatch this whole show. The show is just very delightful. It is. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of adventure and action and stuff like that. Uh, there's some intrigue and romance, but mostly it's just like a very feel good show. Yeah, everybody's smiling in the show yes. a lot, and I'm smiling when I'm watching the show. <laughs> it is. It is a very feel good show. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a, a tonal whiplash coming off of uh, Supernatural, which we we just finished a couple of weeks ago at the time of this recording. Um, and that being like a super heavy, sad, melodramatic, uh, you know, final season. And then coming into this, where which is very, like, it's very goofy and it's very silly yeah. in a lot of ways. Merlin gets attacked with a flail and he smirks his way through it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he calls somebody an ass. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's very cute. Um, there's a lot of, like, funny moments. There's a lot of, like, music humor throughout. Uh, and then also, we should probably mention just at the top that the the budget for Merlin uh, back in 2008 was not extremely high. I think they do yeah. rewatching this episode. I think I, I, I'm, I am amazed at what they pull off. Like I am absolutely floored. Uh, it's but I will say that in season three and four, the show the popularity gain that it got it really earned it some extra budget dollars and the lighting and the music and everything gets even better. Uh, yeah, so. I think they they do quite a lot with with a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first time I watched it, it definitely stuck out as this is a little funny. It looks sort of like they're just on a set filming a, a theater production. But watching it the second time now, I was actually very charmed by a lot of it. Um, and I think it, it, it works pretty well for what it is. I um I also want to just say out in front, we're going to be talking a lot uh, during this podcast about the outfits, about the set design, um, about uh, the, the music. Um, I'm a huge fan of all of this stuff. Uh, Morgana specific, specifically, uh, it just is um, is is just killing the dress game in almost every episode that she is in. It's amazing, and I, I'm I'm a little bit of a fashion person, so I like I know, I know just enough to go like, wow, that looks great. <laughs> That's all I know about yeah. the dress. This uh, is we're this is be the type of show. This is the type of show where uh, all of the main characters might not have anything to do in every episode, but they'll probably show up. In every episode, yes. it's nobody's a special guest star. Like everybody's just around all the time. Mm-hmm. So Morgana or whoever it is might just be in one single scene in the background, but Morgana will have on like some insane fresh dress yes. that just blows everybody away or whatever. But um, uh, yeah, that's actually now that I say that, that is one of my favorite things about the show is that the characters are always around, and it really makes us feel like a a world and and mm-hmm. and, a, and a place that you're going to, and not just like oh we we're able to afford to have. Misha Collins on this episode. So, <laughs> so we're not going to do it. Um, in the format of the show, we're going to cover one episode of the TV show per podcast. Um, we're going to talk about it in depth. Uh, Chris and I, this is your first time. We take a real goofy look at some of this stuff, uh, but we also take a very mm-hmm. serious look when it when the show needs it. So expect a combination of jokes as well as like, um, I'm not going to call ourselves insightful, but like some 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 real deep conversations about things that... Uh, the show brings up um, there's there's a really interesting thing with Morgana that plays out over the first few seasons um, the the push and pull of whether or not it's okay to use magic Uther being just an absolute fucking asshole for most of this show uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot um, of meat on the bones and then there's stuff who's kissing who who's who kissing who, kiss who? Uh, 
Uh, we gotta we gotta do an ear report. <laughs> I'm sorry, Colin. Your ears uh, are weird. I have he's got big, you know. I got big ears too, man. I know that, that haircut does not do you any favors. So it's the haircut. I blame the haircut. Yeah. Um. So that said, uh, real quick, we want to plug our Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Uh, those people over there support us directly. If you want to join the Patreon, you'll get episodes of this podcast early, usually Mondays before the public release on Thursdays. Um, you can also join our Discord as well as get exclusive episodes recorded by me and Chris. Uh, feel free to do that if you'd like to. We would we would love to have you come on the Discord, hang out. It's a really cool place that's not just filled with supernatural people. We promise. We have <laughs> yeah. mul- multiple fandoms. Uh, this is normally when I would ask like, what's been happening in the world of Merlin, Chris? But I don't. How do you want to set us up for this? Like, what do you want to do? I, he, I, hey, we start with our pilot here. You know, um, I think that this show really benefits from. Merlin and King Arthur really not needing a lot of introduction. Um, I'm sure that not everyone who watched the show knows the ins and outs of the legends of King Arthur and Merlin and all that. But um, it, those things have permeated pop culture for so long. Absolutely. Not even just pop culture, just like literally history and legends. And like, you know, King Arthur and Merlin, these things have been around for generations. Uh, and this show really benefits from that because as soon as we introduce this character as Merlin, we know, okay. This is this is that wizard guy. This is that yeah. wizard guy from things. As soon as you know Prince Arthur shows up, you go, "Hey, that's that's the King Arthur dude." Like these, you, you automatically know who these people are. Yes, um, and that saves this episode one from having to do a lot of heavy exposition. Not to get constantly compare to Supernatural, but that that's a show that had to set up as much as it possibly could mm-hmm. in its pilot. It had to sell its story to you, introduce its world to you. So it's just constantly being like, "Dad raised us as warriors," where sometimes we would hunt ghosts. You know, it's just like it has to explain everything to you. Uh, Merlin really benefits from not having to do this. And so the episode just opens up with our with our plucky hero Merlin here just kind of just walking around uh, over hills and mountains or whatever with the blue sky behind him as he journeys on his way oh, to Camelot. Real, real quick, we should we should say that we are covering Merlin season one, episode one, The Dragon's Call, which was written by Julian Jones and directed by James Halls and aired on September 20th, 2008. Uh, the description for this episode I find very weird. Merlin is told by the great dragon that it is de- his destiny to make sure that the young Prince Arthur is kept safe. Anybody caught performing magic is punished with death, and Merlin is not a fan of Arthur. <laughs> no. <laughs> when Arthur's life is endangered, Merlin finds himself tested. Uh, and yeah, we uh, I really like this opening. This just... Uh, there, we have John Hurt narrating in the voice of the great dragon. Um, he talks about destiny. Um, I can read that for you if you would like to. I have it up. Um, Hit me with it. No young man, no matter how great, can know his destiny. He cannot glimpse his part in the great story that is about to unfold. Like everyone, he must live and learn. And so it will be for the young warlock arriving at the gates of Camelot, a boy that will, in time, father the legend. His name? Merlin. And then boom, they hit us with that intro music. They, um, really good stuff. I <laughs> love this this absolutely cheesy, just epic intro screen that they play. The anime OP, if you will, that they play for every episode of Merlin. Um, I absolutely adore it. I love the music in general in this in this series, but the main theme in particular, they get you. They hit you. They they read you this speech about this young boy who will father a legend. And I'm like, okay, this this goofy-looking guy? All right, hey. The guy with the say, ears? Chief? Are you sure? The guy with the, we talk about the same fella. All right. Um, and then they hit you with that music, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm in. I guess I believe you. 
it's a uh, it's great it's um just a collection it's a montage of just a bunch of images kind of overlapped on each other and we see some... it's just so like it's it's very early 2000s fantasy yeah um, it's it's very it feels like xena right like this is what like yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, hercules yeah. or something like <laughs> that like, it might it might be 10 15 years after that but that's definitely yeah, but, what it, but it has like. that vibe yeah and it's very much like a oh we're just we're just making a tv show like um mm-hmm. i think and there's something just kind of just kind of good about that. something kind of great about nice. it yeah dude. like hey like, we're just doing a thing all right. <laughs> if if you think about how Game of Thrones changed fantasy stuff, so that everything kind of has to be dark and 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 way more, uh, not necessarily adult oriented, but like a lot a lot bloodier uh, than this will ever be. Um, a lot more nudity, a lot more cussing, and things like that. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff is bad, but it's just nice that this is nice. It's just nice that it's it's yeah. It's like the antithesis of of Game of Thrones, but also as a Game of Thrones fan. It was a really easy show to jump into because yeah. he didn't have to constantly make those comparisons. It was just like, oh, this is its this is its own thing. It's completely different. Whereas now every other fantasy show definitely is trying to fit that mold a little bit. Merlin is absolutely not. Merlin is doing its own thing, and it's it's wonderful. And the big twist, uh, once Merlin makes his way to Camelot, he goes into the town that surrounds Camelot. Uh, or excuse me, the town that surrounds Camelot surrounds the castle. Um, he He's very quickly kind of... Uh, he's dude. He's all smiles. He's, at first. he's having like a great a, time. Dude. This <laughs> there's is... a record scratch moment. <laughs> and then we find out kind of the twist of the series, uh, which is that uh, King Uther, played by Anthony Head, so all of you Buffy fans out there can 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 rejoice that we're finally mm. talking about Anthony Head. Um, <laughs> we he, he has outlawed the use of magic for the last 20 years. Um, we're going to find out that there was a kind of a weird war. He had to capture a dragon to enter to end it, which is always how I end my wars. I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, but that's that's. It sounds very cool when you put it that mm-hmm. way because uh, Uther never sounds that cool to me. When so you know we, I, I actually I love and I love Anthony Head. I love this character, but um, uh, as Merlin is walking through the streets, all smiles, he gets this kind of he stopped in his tracks as as a big crowd has gathered. Uh, horns are blowing. King Uther is up on his pavilion or whatever, looking down on the the scene below or they drag out this prisoner they're going to execute him and then uh uther starts talking about why he's going to be executed because he has outlawed magic for 20 years or you know all these things that, that you just mentioned but in my notes as i'm quickly writing stuff down i'm like it's wait hold on is this this new like today like right now he's just coming up with like no magic that's illegal because if <laughs> if so this is the all-time worst moment worst timing like, to merlin show up. sets out from home journeys across the country on foot but he's all smiles the whole way because he knows he has a bright future ahead of us. He knows he has a destiny. He can make use of his gifts. And then the minute that he shows up, Uther's like, oh, by the way, as of right now, no more magic. No more magic. And then Merlin has to walk all the way home. See you later, Merlin. And then nothing ever happens again. Um, we see this dude uh, led onto the to the execution table. Uh, Uther's making the speech. Uh, in the window, we see Morgana, who is, looks disgusted by this whole thing. Dude, Morgana's always looking out a goddamn window. I know, dude. She, dude, she's goth. Morgana's goth. She's, dude, this, that's how you know she's goth. Yeah. It's like the way, I mean, because like, Gwen done, does this too. Um, she's often more, she, more often she's outside. But Morgana, she's always got like half a curtain in front of her. Yep. And then she sort of just steps back away from it. And, she, and, it, she, and that's goth. <laughs> she'll look at the point of interest and then look away wistfully. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying like I'm gonna yeah, look yeah. at this execution and then I'm gonna look at the cloud. It's very goth, dude. It's very goth. It's very goth. Get yourself it's a goth, goth. a gothic Borgata. Um, yeah. 
Uther gives a signal. The dude's head is cut off. Uh, and then Uther says, hey, uh, this sucked. So let's throw a party. It's been 20 years since we captured the dragon. We got rid of magic. Let's let's just have some dope fucking parties, man. I'm, I'm bored. Yeah. I'm ready to do let's this. Let's rage, he says. He picks up the guy's head, punts it into the crowd, and he says, let's fucking rage. <laughs> let's rage, fellas. Fellas, where are you Merlin is at? like, holy shit, Camelot is weird. <laughs> This is a weird town for me to be in. I, I did, did not know y'all partied like this. I did not expect any of this, to be honest with you. Um, so uh, very shortly after this proclamation, um, an, an old woman starts screeching at Uther. One, I think one of the oldest. I think it's fair to say. One, one of, of the, the oldest, oldest women of all time. Um, this poor woman who who plays this actress, um, who is um, Eve Miles. She said on a podcast once that it took her like three or four hours to get into the old woman makeup. Um, Damn. That's another like trend that this show is going to do, which is making their actors dress up to be old versions of themselves, and I love it. Every single time it happens, I adore it. It's so exciting. Um, She stands up, she accuses Uther of killing her son and promises revenge and says, a son for a son. Uh, And Uther's like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking about. Don't know, what do you, I have a son? She's like, literally the guy that you just executed <laughs> that was my and son then he punted his head into the crowd and said let's rage <laughs> i'm the rage son's head mother like that's who i am i don't can't believe you don't oh, know that this. was okay that was your thing oh sorry about that do you want the head back or <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where it went i have a great great spike on that foot. <laughs> the guards try to seize her uh and she casts a spell and she disappears in a windstorm yeah. looking she thing. turns into like rags <laughs> it blows away in the wind and this is one of those it, this looks good yeah, they look all right. They yeah. look right. You were going to say something? They look all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, my voice got so high, high that only dogs could hear it. So oh, I, okay. I missed it. I missed it. Um, that was the dog test. Now I know you're a human. And then I love I love that Merlin, and this is like going to happen a lot in the show, Merlin witnesses this whole thing, um, sees somebody executed in front of him, sees an old screeching woman turn into rags and wind, and then it's just like, off to well, my day. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, anybody knows where Gaius is? <laughs> um, he makes his way over to Gaius's laboratory, uh, which is full of like old, ye old fashioned yeah. uh, what is beakers. This? Um, is it a lab? Is it an apothecary? Like, what's is, go- what are you? What are yeah, you dude, doing this is an apothecary. There? What are you brewing in there, Gaius? I'm making what are you some. Up to? I'm making some medicine, and I'm making some MDMA. That's what Gaius is <laughs> he's, doing. Yeah, he's cooking, dude. He's cooking meth. Yeah. The the king wants to rage, but Gaius wants to rave. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Gaius, uh, Gaius sells hard drugs. <laughs> he sells the good shit. Is what he sells. That's I mean, but that's why everybody in, in Camelot's kind of so like, just they're having a good time. So Merlin walks in. He surprises Gaius, who falls off of his like bookshelf ledge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time that we see Merlin use magic, which in this case and a lot of cases is just them like kind of freezing time and then moving stuff frame by frame around the set. So in this case, Gaius is frozen as he's falling through the air, and it looks like his bed walks its way from the other side of the room and then parks itself under him. So when he lands, he doesn't land on the floor, killing himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he lays in bed and immediately falls asleep. This is very. This is a cheeky bit of cheese. I think uh, this is a cheeky bit of cheese. I think it's fair to say that. It's fair to say that. Uh, it, but also, like as it happened, like throughout this episode, I was expecting to not like it more. It just it kind of contributes to the vibe. Of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun. It's just kind of fun. Um, 
But yeah, this is this is our first moment of, of course, you've heard the name Merlin, but if for whatever reason you didn't know who he was, um, you're introduced to the character, you're introduced to the fact that magic is illegal and you get your head cut off if you used it, and then immediately we see Merlin use magic. Yes. So we know, we're hey, we're in, we're in for some trouble. We should also note that uh, whenever Merlin uses magic, uh, we have a like a crash zoom to his face and his eyes get all glittery and goldy. Yeah, he's going to need some sunglasses stats, stats. if he's going to keep this up. Because um, it is very noticeable. Gaius recognizes immediately that this is magic and is like, hey, yo, where, how, I, we need to, at what? And Merlin insists, like, no, I never studied anywhere. I just, I was born like this. Um, and we find out that Merlin's mother sent him to Gaius um in order to so for merlin to basically have some protection uh why she sent like the magic guy to the plate to the center of the place of, of the anti-magic palace is unknown yeah doesn't seem- i think <laughs> later on it, it, we get like a little bit of a uh a letter, the letter that that merlin's mother sent and it seems like merlin just stuck out like a sore thumb in his tiny little village there's mm-hmm. no place for him to hide uh or find any kind of guidance it just seemed like he was probably getting into trouble uh, and using his magic maybe in ways that he he shouldn't have for for some mischief we don't really know don't know um and it and I think it, it was just let, let's get him out of here he he needs to get he needs some guidance he needs somebody to help him and um Gaius is he's that man Gaius and his hair I I know it's probably a wig but I don't want to believe that it's a wig because uh, a lot. I just I just want to believe it's real I just want to believe that this is a real thing in the world it's a it's it is it is a lot um. Elsewhere, back in the castle, uh, Uther confronts Morgana, why she isn't at the feast tonight. Uh, and she says that she is upset about the ex- execution. Um, and Uther is like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Like, we got, we got, we got a band playing tomorrow, and you need to be there for the band. Yeah. And, she's, and she's like, <laughs> absolutely not. I hate, hate, hate this Midwestern emotion that you I hate that, that band, into. okay? Is it Sisters of Mercy? Is it Joy Division? <laughs> is it any of the bands that I like, Uther? Have you ever thought of that? Abs- no. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm not going to. You your... got the Dropkick Murphys again, okay? Yeah, that yeah. is not my vibe. That <laughs> it's is not, not my it's vibe. not the vibe. I don't care if they're I've good. Told you that. And then she kind of just curls back behind the the curtain again <laughs> i um i'm gonna say they're just left standing there like what i'm gonna say this here uh so i can try to get it out of my system uh i think morgana might be the best actor on this show like by a significant margin um wow. i love all of these people when morgana is in a room it's like really hard not to pay attention to what she is doing it could it just could be that um and, and it, potent goth energy good good goth energy and she's extraordinarily beautiful like it, you know it's a, it's a combo it's a wombo combo as the gamers like to say um yeah, sure, 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 sure. but it's 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 she like i was in this in this conversation with her and anthony head who is an established well-known you know great actor great actor i was like damn she's kind of <laughs> she's kind of getting yeah. it <laughs> Until, like, and, and then she curled herself up in a curtain and, and then, oh yeah. you can see her where toes poking out <laughs> Well, I mean, if you have to exit a room, right? It's the yeah, way to do yeah. it. Um, she just, yeah. She demands that Uther then leave. She's like, listen, if I curl up in a curtain, that's a goth that's, thing. That's, you that's your sign it. to go. Yeah. And you need like to leave. I'm not able to turn into a bat and flutter out the window, okay? So we just have to accept me for what I am. Yeah, yeah. And to, you know, Uther, he is a a firm man, and he is not very accepting of many things. But to his credit, he does accept that Morgana <laughs> the, the likes curtain to goodbye. curl up behind a curtain. <laughs> So, you know, uh, credit where credit's due, right? So uh, after he demands that she comes to the the, the, the show tomorrow night. Gaius is, is, is cooking up a fresh batch um, of MDMA. We got, we got some good MDA from the guy, from, the, from our guy Gaius, and we were going to fucking rave, Morgana. Come on, Mark. Gaius, Let's come do through. It. Come on, Morgana. Um, 
we skip over to to meet the Lady Helen, who is guarded by Gregory, who is scheduled to be at Camelot the next day. Uh, Gregory's like, are you, you saving up your voice? And she's like, no problem. Uh, everything is good. And then, of course, we hear noises outside. Um, and this is when, in another little cheeky bit of cheese, the mm. old woman shows up, the old woman from the beginning yeah. of the episode, uh, stabs a, like, straw effigy, which kills Helen, uh, and then she I just d- feel like Helen didn't deserve this one. You know what I mean? Seems like, like Helen was doing just had a great life. Like I don't know, like being a traveling singer in this time of of, of the world would have been a pretty dope gig, right? Like I'm getting yeah, escorted right. by the king's guards to go somewhere. Like I'm not just yeah. on the road by myself. You're like, on tour. Like I, I'm on fucking you know. tour in the 1400s, dog. Like mm-hmm. come on. I'm going She's to the Lady Gaga. I'm of head- the 1400s. headlining Camelot, dude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga wishes she was me. <laughs> I'm Celine Dion, and you're making me sleep in a tent. <laughs> um, and then she just sort of gets murdered via effigy yeah. by this lady with a grudge against Uther. But hey, you know, things spiral out like that. When you cut a guy's head off, you don't know, know what's going to happen. And to add um, insult to injury, then the old woman steals her face and her singing ability. Uh, she does another spell and turns into... Uh, she starts looking like Lady Helen, um, except mm-hmm. in the mirror. In the mirror, she can still see her old busted ass face. <laughs> yeah, I like that Merlin is it consistently does this kind of thing, uh, where it will there will be some great makeup effect or or whatever they're doing, but th- then there's a, always a reflection. There's always some sort of tell, whether it be a reflection or mm-hmm. um, flatulence, or you know, there's always something that reveals that. <laughs> the person isn't what they say they are absolutely um merlin is meanwhile sleeping when he hears somebody calling his name um it's in the voice of the narrator that we heard at the first episode so we know something is up um he wakes up and gaius decides to pull a prank chris gaius says hey i brought you some water because you didn't wash last night and i'm like dirty get your dirty up his sheets he walked walked for 45 days straight and then (laughs) didn't wash come on you had execution all over you go wash it off dude what are you doing (laughs) Um, you were in the crowd when that head got kicked into it all right (laughs) um but he places a bucket of water next to uh merlin's breakfast which looks like slop uh and then as Merlin starts digging into the slop, he knocks the bucket of water over, and Merlin, like, just by instinct, freezes it. Um, and which, it's just, again, I thought this was going to be a lot dorkier dude. than it is. It actually looks kind of uh, cool. It looks all right. Yeah. Gaius, king of pranks. King of pranks, like, dude. He pranks him with, with the gruel for breakfast, and then he pranks him with the bucket to make him use his magic. And he's like, aha, I knew it. Dude. How the hell can you do that? Merlin hasn't even had his cafe yet. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't had any caffeine yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Merlin grabs a mop, just immediately grabs a mop and starts cleaning it up, which I think it says a lot about Merlin. Like, he's just a, yeah, a dutiful he, that's young kid, That's been beaten into him. Um, and then Gaius is like, haha, pranks. Uh, actually, I'll I'll mop up the slop. Here's a sandwich, and you need to go deliver some medicine. Yeah. Here's um, a sandwich with the thickest slices of bread you'll ever see in your whole life. Don't f- get used to it, okay? Dude, the food in this in this show is so crazy, man. Like, the bread that you see in this in these episodes. We'll, we'll call it, it out every single Merlin- time. It takes Merlin... Like a full thirty-five minutes to eat that sandwich. Oh my as god, he's making dude. his deliveries. It, it's like I, stuffing a, a rack of crackers in your mouth, man. Like you can't, <laughs> you're not gonna get it down without some milk no. and water. So Gaius is like, "Hey, all right, you know what? You're not gonna tell me about your magic or whatever. Then I'm gonna send you out on some errands." Gaius is actually never shitty to Merlin. Gaius, like from the beginning, is is pretty warm and open, and he but he just wants to know what's going on with this kid. Um, 
but he sends Merlin out. He gives him some some instructions and some deliveries to make um, because you know he's the he's the apothecary. He he he's the drug dealer, and everybody needs that good good shit. Absolutely. Um, so he sends Merlin out with a few different things he needs to deliver. Uh, and when we circle back to Merlin, he is what looks like to me delivering the final one, just mm. because I didn't see the other ones in his hand. But he's shoving that last bit of sandwich into his mouth, which is what leads me to believe that as he's, Merlin he's wanders around for forty thing. minutes, yeah, yeah, trying Absolutely. to figure out where everyone lives and what's going on, he's it takes him that much time to uh, to eat eat that sandwich. Uh, and after he does his delivery, um, and you know, fails in his instructions, so you know, Gaius was like, it "Don't let him take it like, all at once." And the guy just like, chugs it. So he knocks on a door. The guy opens. Merlin's like, "Here's your medicine." Oh, I forgot to tell you not to OD on it. Um, you know, when I worked at a hospital, if I was going to give anybody anything, whether it be medication or, or crackers, mm-hmm. I had to ask them for their name and date of birth first, even if I knew it already. I had to confirm it every single time. Anyway, they didn't have those regulations. <laughs> This is the castle. This is the reason why you had those regulations, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> this is this right. is setting all because Merlin's knocking on doors, with... handing vials of of potion to anyone he sees. I know you said you didn't want the spoilers for the end of the end of the season or end of the show, but like it's gonna set up Hippa. Like that's what <laughs> that's what the goal of Merlin is. That's how he's gonna protect King Arthur so that he could set up Albion. Like he's gonna have like a whole yeah. situation. It was just this this weird NHS ad this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, on his way back to Gaius's place, uh, mm-hmm. Merlin runs into uh, some rambunctious boys, and we say boys. Merlin gets into the into the flirtiest little confrontation you will ever see. I I you know when I first watched this, I was like, what? Like Merlin? Like why? Like you're not? Why are you doing this? Like this is, doesn't make any sense. And it, watching it a second time after you know having some experience with these characters, I'm like, Merlin, you are such a flirt. Like, what are you He's doing? He's such a flirt. He's such a flirt. You know, and, and again, not to bring everything back to supernatural, I, I'm not. I've never really been a shipper with anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Dean and Castiel, as we talked over the course of time, it grew on us. We started to see it. Um, you know, those characters never had a flirtatious relationship. They were sort of like the overwrought Romeo and Juliet type. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, There's just a lot of intense emotions all the time. Um, but right from the get-go, and I will say this about all four of the main characters being um, Guinevere, Morgana, Arthur, and Merlin. Any interaction any one of them has with any, one of, one, any other one of them is incredibly flirtatious, especially for Merlin. Merlin cannot keep that grin off of his dude. face. He just can't keep it under wraps, dude. And he and he kind of flirts like I do, which is to try like, to insult somebody. If Merlin somebody. was looking at my girl like that, dude, I might be like, Merlin, I'd have relax. to take Merlin out in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Merlin, I can't let you get away with that, bro. Why is Merlin... As, your... I'm, as I'm looking him up and down. Yeah. Merlin, why are you in my girl's DMs and not mine? <laughs> That's Damn, what I'm talking Merlin. about. Um, so to set this scene, we have <laughs> we have some rambunctious kids. Uh, or I, I really feel like this show like treats uh, all of these actors and actresses like they're teenagers. Um, but yeah. inst- but they cast I, I it like mid twenties people. It feels like they're supposed to be like maybe eighteen, seventeen. Yeah. Like. Um, and what I was saying to you was like it feels like they're all they're all very playful the way that like kids on a playground are. Um, but they're all good-looking adults. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like yeah. this weird dichotomy. And it's not ever like inappropriate, but it is very playful. And, it, and I think that translates as flirtatious because it's all these good-looking actors. Um, and you get scenes but, like uh, this, yeah. which is where you have, um, you know, we, we meet King Arthur, um, who is the handsome Bradley 
James uh, is the name of the actor, um, who is ex- extremely handsome, with a bunch of other like dudes in their mid twenties, like forcing a guy to like carry a target around while they throw knives at it, um, which is cruel and it's the point. But it's like very, it's very like high five, bro, yeah, frat it's just that that kind of like energy. jockish frat energy. Yeah, yeah. and it's um, it's just weird to see because you look at Bradley James and, without knowing that he's like the prince or whatever, and you're like, oh, this dude should be better than that. Like this dude should be way cooler than that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but part of the it's show is going to be you know people trying to figure out how to make Arthur a, a, an okay dude to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Um and I think they do a pretty good job of that. Um but well you know we'll, we'll see as we go. But um it was actually interesting the very first time I watched this I didn't pick up on this being Arthur right away. Um all I had really ever seen of this show was like the weird uh cover image that they use on Netflix. Uh, and that I read the description and said, oh, "Okay, let's jump into it." And I just did not figure out at all that this guy was Arthur so I was like okay here we have our very flirtatious villain like this guy's gonna be the local bully I guess so when they do reveal it in a minute that this is King Arthur I was suddenly like really really interested I'm I'm into it I I can't believe they got you on the on the Arthur fake out Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so Arthur kind of torches this this child throwing knives at a at a board uh, that he's forced him to carry and so Merlin who is just a guy who just showed up to this town yesterday? Um, is like, hey, that's enough, friend. Yeah. And the guy's that's like, like, that's like the young YA good guy thing to do. Like that's the, yeah. the cartoon hero thing to do, right? So that's what Merlin does. And and like they have this confrontation, and like it's not like you need to put him the fuck down, man. Like it's not like yeah. Merlin's not. This a, is not. A, this is not an American fight. No, it's not, and he's not aggressive at all. Like it's not no. even like a like a British duel fight or something where no. like people are he's super like, okay, boys, all right, you had your fun, all right, come on, knock it off, fellas. But, but the whole time he's got like this cute smile, like it's it's almost a face like I know everything about you and you have you you don't know anything about me kind of kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. the smile that he reserves for everybody that looks good in this kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a smile that he only uses on everyone. <laughs> um, and they, they trade some barbs, and then eventually Arthur baits him into uh, trying to punch him, and as Merlin does that, he dodges it, and then Arthur throws him into jail uh, because he is the prince. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, yeah, um, they, thro- they throw him into jail, and then Helen, our, our wonderful singer um, of the Midwest emos... <laughs> from Camelot yep. 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 Uh, arrives Mid- Midwest emo yep yeah um, uh, yeah medieval emo get all those <laughs> those noodly loots <laughs> you know I'm ready dude I'm ready for it um I just want to say the the hooves on cobblestones does not ever get old for me oh that clanking uh, noise that never clock, critical clock, clock. to yeah yeah because mm-hmm. they had this great set I can't remember where it is maybe France somewhere but they filmed at an actual castle mm-hmm. um and it is interesting the first time watching it and it almost felt a little hollow, um, but it's it's actually, it's not. It's the more I watch it, the more it really did feel like a real place, and that's because it is a real place. It's yeah. a real castle that they filmed the show in, um, and and it doesn't, because it doesn't have all those like fake things everywhere, obviously they've, they've created a set in this castle, but I don't know, it, it almost feels a little bit different at first, but the longer I spent with it, the more it felt like a real place. Yeah, it's um, it's really good. And also, like, we didn't talk about it, but the costume stuff where all of the no name faces in the background and all of the stalls full of like fruit and vegetables, like you get (laughs) Lord of the Rings, eat your heart out for real. Like you had to go all the way to New Zealand, and this was just apparently in France, bro. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, 
so Merlin gets thrown in jail. Uh, Helen arrives and is like, hey, yo, check out my rad purple dress. Um, and then we go back to Merlin, who is hearing again somebody calling his name. Uh, and this time it's interrupted by Gaius bursting in and calling Merlin an idiot. Uh, people are going to be calling Merlin an idiot a lot. Like they're going to call Merlin a lot of bad names. Yes, yeah. Merlin um, is uh, he the way. And again, the way he kind of just like smirks and like he's like, oh, thanks, man. Like when Gaius lets him out, like he doesn't have any sense of accountability, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Merlin's just like, whatever. He has not learned he's a had, lesson. This is not a lesson a, learned at, by any no, stretch of the imagination. No. He's just like a spunky kid. And it's just funny. It's just very charming. It's yeah. stupid, but it's very charming. Um, unfortunately, Gaius, or fortunately, Gaius was able to pull some strings, get Merlin released, uh, but it didn't come free. Uh, so there's a price. And then we get this really great, uh, comedic moment where they put Merlin in the rack. It's like a hard cut to uh, Merlin in the stocks. Dude. Just getting absolutely pelted with vegetables for my children. And even now, he's just like, he's like, yep, all right, everybody laugh it up. It's like he's doing a stand-up routine. He's yeah, smiling it, as they're pelting him with tomatoes. Nobody's going to get me down. I am Merlin. Um, it's, it's like in a normal medieval setting, they'd be pelting him with rocks and shit. Yeah. But here, it's just all this beautiful fresh produce that they're wasting on Merlin's face. <laughs> Um, apparently this was a, a pretty difficult thing to film, uh, because, uh, the Colin Morgan, the person that plays Merlin is allergic to tomatoes. Um, oh, no. so they had to like, apparently this was pretty difficult to film, which I find very hilarious for some reason. Y'all could have um, picked any other fruit to make it look any like other, it anything tomato. else. Yeah. Anything else? Um, this is great because even Gaius comes by and laughs at Merlin. <laughs> Oh, dude, Gaius thinks this is the greatest thing ever. He's yucking it up. Gaius thinks this is the the punishment has fit the crime. You did Uh something stupid, Uh we treat you like an idiot. Like, that's that's exactly, like, he he probably doesn't believe in execution for for using magic. Like, Gaius doesn't believe in that quite yet. But this, this is spot on. This is perfect. It is, it's it's something really, really unique and great about this show is that everybody feels like they are best friends and also, like, they hate each other a little bit. <laughs> um, like, there will be an episode where, like, Merlin and Uther have to, like, team up to do so. I don't think that ever happens. But something like that will happen where they it seems like, Merlin, you have saved my son's life. You are my best friend in the whole world. Please marry me. And then and then the beginning of the next episode, Uther will be like, Merlin, I will slice off your head if you do not bring me cabbage. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's like every episode is like that. Like, Gaius is like, will give you some heartfelt speech about how much he cares for you and loves you. Uh, and then also he will laugh his fucking ass off as he throws tomatoes at your swollen allergic <laughs> face. This is fucking hilarious, dude. This is so great. Um, this is where we meet Gwen, uh, yeah. who is Guinevere, um, who is Morgana's lady maid. Um, and we have this whole exchange. Gwen is very awkward in this first episode. Um, like in the just the way, like you could tell she's a little overwhelmed to be uh, like surrounded by extremely beautiful people, and she hasn't realized she's extremely beautiful herself yet. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that that's kind of her thing. Like she's the handmaiden. She yeah, not exactly. Yeah, the, the royalty or whatever. I, I think Whereas Merlin comes in and he is like, "Well, I'm special." Yes. And you know, mm-hmm. Morgana lives in a fucking tower. She's like, "I'm special." Prince Arthur, he's I'm special. Uh, but Guinevere is just like the daughter of a blacksmith. She's really nobody special at all, um, in, in terms of you know royalty or anything like that. So she just feels like a you know regular old person, and that is reflected a little bit when she interacts with people. But all that being said, I love she just comes up and like says hi to Merlin because she watched all that stuff go down with Arthur, um, and she's like you know he's a bully. I'm you know glad you stuck up to him. 
Uh, but that was also really stupid of you. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, whatever. Like, you don't look like a tough guy, and he's like, "Well, thanks." He's like, "What?" She's like, "Well, I mean, you don't like you don't look like you could take care of those guys. Those guys are fucking like muscled up." <laughs> yeah, those guys are like ripped. Like I watched them bathe every morning with their shirts off. I mean, they. Um, I mean, they. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I watched them. I watched them do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she leaves. The kids arrive with more fruit, and it's very, very funny. They they pelt him with more tomatoes. Uh, later, Gaius and Merlin are sitting down for dinner, and Gaius is kind of quizzing him about Merlin's powers, uh, what his mother told him. Um, we find out that you know Merlin is special, being able to use magic this way because normally it takes a lot of study and a lot of planning. Yeah, and it, we actually are seeing this throughout the episode. Um, which I, I've never even really thought about it like that. Merlin is doing all this magic instantly. We know he's special. He just you know puts his hand out and his eyes flash and then the thing happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we're seeing the evil witch cast all of her spells, uh, she's, you know, stabbing a voodoo doll or whatever the hell. Um, and she's she's doing all these different incantations. She's going through leaps uh, or going through all these hoops to to cast all this magic. Merlin is able to do it instantly. And, and I think Gaius describes it as, Merlin, you are a question that has never been posed before. Yeah. Like nice. how you are an anomaly to existence. Yeah. We don't know anything about you and you were a fucking weirdo. So just keep it, you know, maybe don't try to fight the prince again. Um, yeah. Which is uh, almost what happens immediately. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. First, uh, Merlin has to deliver uh, some special throat medicine to Helen um, for her singing voice for their, for her performance. Oh, and tomorrow. we're reminded, we're reminded that um magic was banned 20 years ago because merlin asked guys hey did you ever study magic and he's like well magic was was banned 20 years ago and merlin's like i know you're more than 20 years old so (laughs) you didn't answer my goddamn question yeah i know you don't look 20 (laughs) come on dude king king of sidestepping gaius all right oh dude that guy doesn't does not like to answer questions directly um So Merlin takes the medicine over to Helen's place. Uh, he it's empty, so he does what he always does when he's in a room. He that just doesn't fucking to snoops, him. dude. He just starts snooping because that's what that's that Merlin curiosity for you. I uh, think it's because he sees a fancy book. No, no, no. It's he sees the effigy and he's like, "What in the fuck is that?" That's what it is. Because I was like, <laughs> "Was he just snooping for snooping's sake? Like, is he just like a like he's trying to steal her underwear? He's just some sick freak." Like, but no. Okay, all right. He's he sees the effigy. Granted, I guess if I was, if I went to, I mean, I don't know, if I went to somebody's room and I saw an effigy, I would just like leave the room and never go back to the room and be like, okay, Camelot's dead. I don't think we need to go back to Camelot anymore. Or like <laughs> try to consume the human effigy and light the bonfire yeah, or yeah, whatever you absolutely. do. Whatever works for you, really. Um, no, and then yeah, see- I don't know. I don't, if, if I catch a, if I catch an effigy on your desk, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> You're not gonna. You're just gonna let it lie. Just personally, if I see an if, if I see an effigy laying on your desk and, and you're not there, I'm not gonna bring it up. I'm not gonna bring up that I saw your effigy. Is it kind of like seeing a sex That's toy on somebody's on somebody's dresser? Like you're just like, well, I mean, everybody has yeah. them. Like who cares? Like it doesn't. Yeah, matter. that's just that's not, that's frankly none of my. But that's not for my yeah, eyes. Yeah. And I'm gonna pretend that your bloody human effigy. So so is is wasn't effigies there. are the vibrators of the magic world. Is what I'm hearing. Right? I think I think that's. Yeah. common knowledge yeah okay. cool 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 um he sees the book of spells and kind of leaves through that a little bit um and then helen walks in and uh, merlin is going to be full of moments where 
somebody is not where they're supposed to be and somebody almost catches them. Uh, that's kind of uh-huh. like... It's, that's it's, what the show is all about. It's like 20% of the fucking show. There's so many winding corridors and hallways in this oh in God, this castle. Dude. You never know where anybody is. There's just footsteps clacking on cobblestones all day long. Yep. You don't know where anything's coming from. Uh, lots of shadows. Lots of open windows as well. Um, there's just partitions left and right. Someone's always where they're not supposed to be and you never know where... The camera's darting all over the place so you just don't know what's going on in a good way. Um... But yeah, Merlin almost gets busted. And she's like, were you looking at my effigy? And he was like, no, no. sorry. I was, uh, <laughs> I was smelling her used socks. And she's Definitely. like, okay, freak, just leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get the fuck out of here. Oh, um, you're just weird. You didn't discover my secret. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about you. You're just a weirdo. Um, oh, you're just he's, a sick pervert. Okay, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> he leaves and is immediately confronted by Arthur and his gang of dudes. Um, they they do a little playful banter here where... You know, stuff like I thought a little you bit were, of bants, yeah. I thought you were an ass. I didn't know you were a royal ass, and like the all Good of one. the dude, the fellas are loving the the. the, the it's fucking... so funny because Merlin says that, and then he looks over and smirks at Arthur's boys, and we're like <laughs> yucking it up, like they are, they are eating the shit it's up. So good. And it seems like like everybody is they're like, holy shit, this guy is good. Like he got you. Like finally, and that's like Ar- somebody <laughs> is finally it. dunking on Arthur, man. We are here for yeah. this shit. Who is they're this eating it guy? up, dude? Um, uh, but then Arthur gets annoyed because everybody's laughing at him. So, so yeah, you know, he, it's like, oh shit! Now it's it's time for a fight. So, uh, dude, he pulls out flails, he pulls out morning stars, or match, whatever the hell these are, matching flails, and just tosses one at Merlin. And I'm like, that doesn't dude, it, you should just hand that to me properly next time, sir. Like it's a knife. If that clipped Merlin on one of his ears, dude, that ear would the come ears, off. It would, would disappear. Like these are dangerous. Even swords are less dangerous than these suckers. Uh, this is a pretty long fight. Uh, filled with a lot of music and some fun choreography uh, of them stumbling over just an insane amount of like baskets full of food, (laughs) like apples and fucking bananas and just lettuce and rutabagas and all kinds of shit, dude. They're just stumbling all over this while they are flaming. People just start hurling tomatoes at Merlin again. (laughs) Um, Gaius is in on it. Merlin starts being kind of sneaky. Uh, and starts setting up little traps with his magic. So he starts like sliding a rope over to to be tight so that Arthur will trip over it. Or he at one point he puts like a like a like a basket in front of Arthur and Arthur and it steps on it and that flips up and hits him in the knee and Arthur's like, Ow, my knee and yeah. I'm like, What the fuck, dude? What is <laughs> He's this just show? slowly turning Arthur into an elderly man. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, Merlin specialized in booby traps. Eventually um, and pranks. This is all pranks, dude. This is all training for Merlin pranks. prank master Merlin. He's learning from Gaius. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. They're learning from the best. <laughs> Merlin's mom thinks she's sending. I should remember her name. I don't want to erase moms on this podcast. Um, it's a really difficult Merlin's name. Merlin's mom's Hunith. Yeah, it's Hunith. I wrote that down too. Um, she sends Merlin for guidance, thinking he'll get a, a handle on his magic. But all guys teaches him is how to do pranks. It's just pranks all the way down, man. Imagine thinking that you're going to send him to magic school and it's just prank school. This is this is Stanford and Smanford all over again. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Eventually, Merlin notices Gaius in the crowd, and that distracts him long enough for Arthur to pick up a broom and knock him down three times, which is choreographed perfectly to the music. So it's like, dun, dun, dun. So like it's, it's a very neat little it. moment. Love it. Um, Thankfully, he didn't knock him down with the flail, the spiked <laughs> flail, which would have killed him, which would have put a, put a hole in his skull. Uh Gaius begins to yell at Merlin. Like, we smash cut to them getting back to Gaius's place where he is yelling at Merlin, telling Merlin that he can't use magic. Uh, and then. We do have to say, Merlin's about to get arrested. Yeah. And then Arthur is like, no, 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 no. 
Um, he's, you know, he's just, he's an idiot, but he's a brave idiot. You know, so, there's something about this guy. Don't, you don't have to arrest him. Um, which I guess shows that uh, Arthur feels the same way about Merlin's smile that I do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. just... But, oh, you know, it, I think it does show there's a, there's a, he's no Joffrey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He he could have easily just been like, no, you attacked me, you little shit. You talk shit to me in front of my boys. You're going back in jail, or like we're gonna we're gonna execute you, or whatever. But he's like, no, 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 no. Like it's all good. Like nobody's ever really stood up to me, talk shit to me before. So it's it, I'm just I'm just taken by surprise. It's all good. Yeah, Arthur Arthur's character arc in this show uh, overall, I think is is really really good. Like we 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 see him now where he's at his, at his kind of worst, where he's. Um, he just hasn't had to do anything. He's had no responsibilities in his life, and so he just hasn't yeah. learned. Or his responsibilities are all very weird. <laughs> or, or, like, or it's like, like patrolling the border and, and killing magical tigers or something. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, oh yeah, that's a lot to deal with, but it's also not normal. It's not a lot of normal. So like his normal interactions with people aren't aren't good. And like he doesn't he doesn't tie his own shoes, but he can kill a magical tiger. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird time. It's gonna be a fun time. Like talking about Arthur as as the show goes on. Um. So Gaius yells at Merlin a bunch. Merlin does not take that shit laying down. Merlin yells back like, "Hey, if I if I can't use my magic, that's that's I might as well be a nobody. I might as well just die." Um, and this makes Gaius feel really bad, proving that Merlin is a goth because you know he's always threatening to just die at any time. You um, know, I think I think goth boys sometimes don't aren't as, aren't able to express it sure. as well as goth girls. Yeah. You know, in, when I was in high school, I was going through my emo phase, all that stuff, and you'd see all these these cool goth chicks. And it's like you get to dye your hair black and you look great, but if I do it, like my dad's gonna make fun of me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just it was just a little bit hard. You know, not not to say, oh, it's the white man. I had such a hard time. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's harder to be a cool goth guy than it is to be a cool goth girl. And I think that guy sees that as a former goth head himself. Everybody like, on the he show was is goth. Like, the old old shit. Is that like, the, he was like a seventies goth? Is that the like, working? Into, is that you know, the work? Like he's a he's, he's, a, he's a, our working theory on Merlin is that everybody was a medieval goth at one point. And, yeah, he's classic. Gaius was classic. Okay, goth. classic like, goth. I love it. Like, yeah, like gothic, mm-hmm. like the like gothic classical music. Yeah, absolutely. Before it was mm-hmm. you know the Cure or whatever the hell. Um, back then when it was the you know the gothic romantics, all that stuff like. He, Gaius is that kind of goth, yeah. and that's why he's got the hair, dude. That used to be jet black. Used to be, you think that shit didn't used to be jet that's, black? That's probably why it's missing because he used to dye it with just the shittiest dyeing products. To, to yeah. Get yeah, 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 yeah. He was dyeing that shit with Kool Aid, not realizing it would fucking fall out in, in two weeks. Um, but yeah, Merlin here. He does. This is underneath all of Merlin's like smirking bravado. We do see somebody who feels like they should be special, but but doesn't know how to like wrestle with that. Um, and it's, it is kind of an interesting thing where Merlin's like, well, I'm the best, like all the shit that he was talking to Arthur being like, I could, you know, unmake you in, in with less than a punch or whatever. He, he's, he's very confident in his abilities, but at the same time, he's, he's torn up about it mm-hmm. because he feels like he, he has all these abilities, but he's not even supposed to use them. And he, he doesn't know what his purpose is if he's not supposed to use them. And like a lot of his identity is tied up in what he believes makes him better than other people. But it's this thing that he has to avoid and finding that that path. So, again, kind of circles back to the idea that in a small village, I could definitely see Merlin causing trouble, kind of trying to be like big cheese. Not that he's this arrogant idiot or anything like that, um, but he's just sort of like he's a young, energetic kid who doesn't really know what to do with his specialness. Um and realizing that, you know, maybe that's not the greatest thing in the world makes him feel awful, makes him feel like a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we don't always get the, the 
deepest, darkest stuff with Merlin because he's always in the middle of some wacky caper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but every once in a while, we shine a light on on the person underneath that grin and those ears, and we see that there is a little bit of a there is a little bit of trouble. And in, in this moment too, because you know, Gaius yelled at him. Merlin yelled back. Uh, Merlin went and sat in his room and slammed his door and turned on the music real loud. Uh, but that doesn't stop Gaius. Gaius comes in and is like, "Hey." You got the shit beaten out of you. Let me let me put some cream on that wound. Um, so like the the moment where Gaius could be like, oh hey, like I, you know, you're you're good, you're fine, like everything is good, like we're gonna get through this together. Maybe there's somebody smarter than me that knows more about you. We can try to figure some of this stuff out. Um, I think that's really nice as well. Um, because yeah, Gaius is a very very supportive from the get go. Yeah. Um, we're setting up everything that we really need to know in this very first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. They, the, the, the roles that everybody's going to play, whether it's this, you know, cocky prince who maybe has some sort of sense of ju- sense of justice, you know, the goth woman in the window, we got Merlin, you know, this, everybody has their role and it's pretty clearly defined right away. And then they build off of that and they break out of those roles sometimes, which is, which is super fun to see. So, uh, we skip over to Uther and Helen, uh, having dinner. Um, Helen, um, is asking a lot of questions about Arthur, um, kind of just just pontificating on the fact that Arthur must have had a rough childhood because he grew up without yeah. a mother. About how strong the bond between mother and son is, um, dropping a lot of hints that she's a bad person that's out there to kill them. That Uther is just like fucking not paying attention to. He's like, yep, he's not paying this, attention, dude. Dude, have you had this rosemary lamb at his table? This rosemary yeah. lamb is fucking legit, <laughs> Helen. You need to get into some of this lamb. Like, I don't know why we're talking about Arthur. He sucks. Picture this. Picture this, dude. You're you're Uther. Mm-hmm. You're running your kingdom, right? Yep. There's not a lot of musicians out there. But one day, you say you're going to throw a party, and who shows up? Taylor Swift. Okay. She rolls into town. And suddenly, she's like, maybe I could be your son's mom. You know, you're not going to be thinking about, maybe you're an evil witch. You're going to be thinking, wow, Taylor Swift wants to be my son's mom. I would be thinking about the you're Rosemary be... Lamb. I don't know if you've tried it before, Chris. <laughs> He's Rosemary sitting Lamb's there thinking, wow, wow, this could be Arthur, quotations, uh, Taylor's version. This could be Taylor's version of Arthur. And... um. He's his mind is just reeling right now. He doesn't know what to think. Uh, when it's funny when we when we first watched the show, we were first talking about it. I started reading um, one of the original versions of of King Arthur, La Morte de Arthur, or whatever it's called. Uh, Thomas Mallory, maybe. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He wrote it in prison. He was a lunatic. Uh, anyway. <laughs> The I, I realized it wouldn't be super fun to talk about like the original like King Arthur legend when it got to like Uther and 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 Arthur's mom and all that stuff because because Uther like disguised himself as Arthur's mom's husband oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, got to her that way so he's he was not a hot dude not a great dude mm-mm, mm-mm. um you know things were sticky things were not great not so, the vibes as the teens not the say. vibes not the vibes certainly not the vibes um. But anyway, so <laughs> so he continues talking to Taylor, and she's like, "Hey, it could be Arthur's Taylor's version." So just food for thought. Um, then we jump over to Merlin, who wakes up again hearing somebody call his name. Uh, this time he sneaks out. Uh, he leaves a snore and Gaius behind, uh, but he uses his magic just to quickly tuck him in. It's all cute. Use your magic to tuck a little guy in. I love Come it, on. dude. Come on. He can't be all that bad. Magic can't be that bad. Uh, he traces the, the voice to uh, an underground tunnel uh, where he has to distract two knights by the old um, moving dice <laughs> routine. <laughs> that old classic yeah. chestnut um, where he makes the dice jump around and the, and the guards go and chase it. So he's able to light a torch and go further underneath the kingdom um, to, to a cave system. 
Uh, and I I remember when I first saw this episode and when I saw it again today, just being really impressed about like, uh, if not necessarily like the execution on some of this, just the ambition. Like the camera pulls the back. ambition. The the dragon. Let's be real. The dragon doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, I would go so far as to say that the dragon looks bad. It and looks weird. It's very it's 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 very like what I would consider like early aughts video game CGI. That's like a PS one looking ass dragon. Yeah. Right there, all right. Um, um, and it's and it, and like John Hurt is voicing him, and the dragon's performance is great. But I think this was before like TV shows weren't pulling off like this kind of shit. Like they just weren't. Yeah, TV shows didn't have dragons. But, but, Skyrim but, hadn't invented dragons yet. Yeah, so, so that's um, of course that's it. <laughs> What I will say, though, the the thing that I really like about this is that when he, mm -hmm. like, exits this tunnel, um, we see him on obvious set, right? Like, but the camera is far, far, far back, so the dragon looks appropriately huge. It looks like he is small in this huge cavern. I I actually, I do love the, the, yeah, yeah, the setting looks super cool. The way that they work with what they have is great. Mm -hmm. Um, So I won't take that away from them, because all these scenes always look really cool. It's just a goofy-ass dragon. That's okay. Um, But you kind of see through it because everything else is handled so well. Yes. Um, And the dragon talks. Yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, he's the one who's been calling out to Merlin in his sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, He tells Merlin that uh, Merlin has a destiny, um, and it's to make make sure that Arthur is to become the once-and-future king and to bring safety and peace to the land. Typical, you know, typical, you know, yeah. White boy Republican kind of stuff. You he know what says I'm all this stuff. Like, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it is your destiny to keep Arthur safe so he can become the you know the once the future king. Uh, and Merlin is like, no thanks. No, I don't. This is a this is a <laughs> there horrible. There must be destiny. another Arthur. He <laughs> says my favorite my favorite quote on that is there must be another Arthur because this one is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just he hates this guy. He hates this. Fucking guy. hates this dude. Uh, and the dragon is like, you know what? I don't have to deal with any of you. Uh, I'm going to fly off. Um, and you know, we heard, yeah, he says, you know, he calls him an idiot. And then the dragon says, perhaps it's your destiny to change that. And then he goes to fly away, but he's, we we see that he's chained and he's got this big rattling, heavy chain that he's been bound here by Uther. So you can only fly up so high. And he's kind of just like up there near the top of the cave, like behind a rock. And he's like, okay, Merlin, leave. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta go. Have you ever, I I have to fly back down. Have you ever heard of the curtain (laughs) exit? Uh, have you met Morgana? Because it's kind of like that, but like the curtains, the cave. I don't know if you. Uh, yeah. go, so that's the thing. Go people, ask Morgana. People who who hang out with Morgana a lot, they have learned over time. Once she goes behind the curtain, yeah, she's wrapped herself up in a window curtain. That means that you have to leave. You can't just sit there and continue the conversation as if she didn't just wrap herself Bad up in form. the curtain. Bad Same form. thing with the dragon. When when he flies up to the top of the cave, you have to act like he flew away, and you have to walk <laughs> yeah. away. Don't make fun of the dragon for not being able to fly away. Yeah. It's not um, his fault he's chained up. But again, you know, talking about like the the ambition, like the 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 idea of a of a talking dragon chained up underneath the castle, uh, and the king that you know banished magic and is hiding this dragon away because he thinks that the dragon and magic are related. Really evocative and really cool, and just yeah, like it's very cool. I, and I'm just uh, I mean, so happy guys, that they maybe, did the scale. Like the scale is so cool. Yes. Gaius should have, not Gaius, sorry, um, uh, Uther should have considered the fact that if dragons and magic are related, maybe he should have taken out this last dragon just for, you know. I feel like he just couldn't kill the dragon, dude. Like, I feel like this dude just yeah. was like, oh, my sword doesn't work. I'm going to go go hang out with Taylor Swift some more. Mm-hmm. That's more fun mm-hmm. than killing the dragon. I, I Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember if this is ever really fully explored or explained. Um, but the idea, I mean, it's it's messed up that he's changed this living sentient be- being under his um, castle. But it's very it's very cool. It is. Very it's cool. actually in and of itself, it's quite goth. It's super goth. Uther is a goth too. 
Um, yeah. So the next morning, Gaius wakes Merlin with a uh, list of chores and demands that he clean his room. Uh, but finally, it's a, one of the chores is going to introduce him to Morgana. Um, Merlin walks in and sees Morgana as she's like walking away. Uh, and is immediately like transfixed by her beauty. Like he's just like, what? He's just turned into a, yeah. a, a blubbery mess. This guy falls in love with everybody he sees. Uh, and and again, this this leads to almost another wacky caper where like she starts to like get undressed or, or change her dress or whatever, and he can't just be like, um, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> like he he lets it go on for so 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 long. I was like, I feel like I watch an anime. What is going on here? Say something. Speak up, boy. It's hilarious because um, he she she's like, Gwen, uh, hand me my dress. And he's like, he's not willing to just leave the room. That was the perfect opportunity for him to go. Sorry. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, Gw- or sorry, Gwen just stepped out. My name is Merlin. I just came here to deliver this to you. Or, 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 I just, dude. Or, or Chris, just leave the room. Just put the little, just leave. Put the teacher on away. the table and then fucking just jet. Away. Just go. He ain't, he's not willing to walk away, though. <laughs> he's not. But he's like hiding his eyes. He doesn't want to see her naked form while he puts the dress on top of it. And she's like, well, what do you think about this? And then he starts pretending to have a woman's voice. He's like, Ma. And I'm like, Merlin, just leave. Merlin, just walk away. <laughs> just she hasn't away. seen you. Just walk away. <laughs> Uh, and it's and it's those kind of things that we come to Merlin for. Uh, and of course, Gwen walks in and is like, "What in the fuck are you I, doing?" I love. I this is what I really like about Gwen is it feels like she's always walking into a situation where shit has already hit the fan. Like things have already gone too far. Whenever Gwen walks into the situation, she's like, "Okay, catch me up to speed here." <laughs> and it's always just like it's just a look in this scene. She's clearly stumbled into something. She does not accuse anybody of anything. She does not point any fingers. Merlin gives her a look. He mouths something to her. Hands the hands her the little tincture. And then it's just like, okay, cool. And she just like laughs, smiles, gives him the thumbs up. And then Mer- Merlin scurries away. Gwen is always just like, all right, there's a situation and I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> it's really good. Um, Gwen eventually just kicks him out. Uh, and then we skip over to Helen, the singer. Um, where a servant is bringing Helen some fruit um, and kind of talking a little too much for a servant. I like my servant's quiet, seen, not heard. I like my servant. <laughs> um, talking yeah. a lot about singing. No. Like, imagine imagine if Taylor Swift, like, if I sent, like, Taylor Swift in a, a, a person and she was I like... Say, yeah, if I, if I went into Taylor Swift's uh, dressing room and I said, you know, um, my, my girlfriend says in something of a fallen angel... Uh, <laughs> By the way, that's literally what this woman calls herself. She says, I have the voice of a fallen angel. Was that Lucifer? (laughs) Um, The one and only? uh, Um. But what happens is this woman sees Helen's reflection and realizes something is wrong. uh, And before she can leave, Helen grabs her hand and begins to sing at her, causing the girl to just drop dead and die. Um, So we're just kind of set up for all too well. Yeah, this, the ten minute version. The ten minute version of all too well, um, absolutely. And she just crumbles, dude. Her heart breaks. Oh, that's it. Just not again. I've seen the reactions on TikTok. I can't live this night again, Chris. I can't. I can't uh, handle all these women crying. Um. Then it's time for uh time for the feast. Uh, I I like this a lot. Like there's just food everywhere. There's lo- what looks like an actual boar's head prepared on a plate. It's crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Morgana arrives and wearing this like fucking killer purple dress with like a fucking teardrop. Thing coming I, off if of you ask eye. me, she's she's dressed like a uh, future sorceress. She's uh, dressed like a future sorceress. She's dressed uh, like she wants to sacrifice your body, man. Like she's willing yeah. and ready to sacrifice yeah. your body. She's like she hasn't st- like started in, in, into sorcery yet, but like that's definitely. I mean, but that's kind of goth anyway. Is sorcery adjacent, sure. right? If you're yeah, a goth, yeah. you're just 
you're just a mortal who's into magic but can't cast it. She's, so that's kind of like your entire thing. She's like four years away from like bathing in virgin blood. You know what I'm saying? Like she hasn't yeah. like committed. To, she's like I'm still pretty young, but like I'm working my but way. But she up wakes to the up virgin every morning. She wakes up every morning writing in her diary, feeling particularly mortal today. <laughs> um, and it's just like that's sort of a, just a troubling sentence. <laughs> like, what does that mean, Morgana? What is that? I'm just that? going to bed um, writing. Well, nobody handed me a blood crystal today, so I guess nobody, I maybe. guess today was just another Tuesday. Just another Tuesday, feeling particularly mortal. Um, <laughs> but so she shows up at the, at the festival, and both Arthur and Merlin both kind of like gawk at her and her beauty, and they, they're kind of um, taken with her. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, it's it's fine until we decide it's not fine. Um, Gwen is there as well, and she kind of runs into Merlin, being being the the gawking dude, and she's like, "Really?" She's like, like, "Dude, you're drooling. Can you yeah. relax?" Um, and number one, she tells them like, "Oh, that's that could be our future queen. You need to watch out." Um, and he's like, "Really? Like with Arthur?" And she's like, "Yeah. I mean, no accounting for taste. That dude sucks. But I mean, they are they are royalty, so that's probably going to happen." Yeah, she's she's. We learn here that she's. I don't know if we learned it earlier, but um she's the ward of the of the king mm-hmm. um so she's not like a princess or anything yeah. not yet um not but, not related uh, yet not related <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the uh um, she Merlin I mean I'm just saying have you seen any other Arthur King Arthur Merlin stuff anyway anyway yeah, um, it doesn't matter but no I I lo- you know Guinevere here is like I mean you could tell that she she loves Morgana she thinks she's beautiful too but there's a little bit of that like uh wistfulness like i kind of wish i could be looked at that way or mm-hmm. yeah maybe not i don't know i don't want to act like gwen is this person who just like desires attention or anything like that but she's supposed to be like the regular person amongst royalty and that's you know and that's, and that's even she... even merlin here is trying to act like he's special because she's like oh uh, who would ever want to be queen who would ever want to marry arthur yeah. i prefer much more normal guys like you merlin and he's like listen lady what 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 huh? starts flexing and what? Like, listen <laughs> i'm not normal i'm anything special but, okay i know a dragon that talks it's She's like, well, you used to know a chick okay. named Gwen, and now you can leave her fucking phone number behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the fuck out of here. Um, and, and then we learned that's why Merlin had to leave his village. That's it. Because he, he kept None hitting the, on All women. the girls were sick and tired of him. Um, all of a sudden, horns ring, uh, and it's time for Helen to show up. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. We see Helen leaving her room. Yeah, the horns. I'm I'll, Correction. The horns blew. They didn't ring. They blew. Excuse me. The horns blew, and then uh, the king uh, arrives, and he's like, "Oh, hey, everybody! Y- y'all know y'all know Taylor because her and I are best. Y'all know Taylor, Taylor." Uh, and everybody's like, "Taylor, what do you mean?" He's like, "Uh, Swift." And then the crowd goes absolutely fucking bonkers, loses dude. it. And then she starts. Do we get a couple of those strumpets? Says the the crowd starts chanting. Um, she uh she she begins to sing. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's a really nice. It's a. It's a really, really nice sounding song. Uh, I don't. Very know if, interesting that she went with twenty two for this. Yeah, something off surprising of, wasn't. I mean, didn't expect folk. She heard, but you know, I mean, she's really bringing it out. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, in, in the actual scene. So yeah, everybody kind of steps aside. This this traveling musician, this this famous singer Helen, has traveled across the land to come sing for them. So everybody sits back and they're like, all right, let's do this. Um, and she starts performing and is this very cool i mean it literally says that she's like chanting an incantation in the subtitles um, oh word but it is this very okay. this this cool um i don't know i was gonna call it like elfish <laughs> like lord of the rings but you know she's just it's this very very interesting vocal performance that she does it sounds really cool but as she sings everybody starts to fall asleep um 
and Merlin very you know he he knows magic real real recognizes real so he very quickly is like oh shit it's nap time but I just had nap time so he covers up his ears and he's like I'm staying awake um and I like that they don't just have everybody fall asleep it's like the lights all go out slowly and then cobwebs grow up over everybody right again it's like it's doing so much with like you know their modest effects that they use but it looks really cool yeah they did a really good job like i was like this is this is genuinely kind of creepy and 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 kind of cool looking um and yeah she starts singing um merlin just has his hands over his ears which is kind of goofy but whatever uh he must be pressing down hard well big ears you know he's gonna really lock those suckers in big ears big resist uh she begins to sing like more directly at arthur and I was really confused by this because we just saw her kill a woman with her voice like 10 seconds ago. Uh, but now she's like, fuck that. I'm stabbing this dude. I'm pulling out the dagger. Um, yeah. And as Merlin sees this, he's like, oh, she just walked under that chandelier. Click. And she and he just drops yeah. the fucking chandelier on him. On her. He says, yeah, he starts he starts chanting himself. He's like, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. And then he does it. And then nobody yells. Nobody does the kind of expected <laughs> He's like, oh, to, I forgot that everybody expected, was asleep. <laughs> he bad. expected the, the chandelier to make a way bigger crash. But it kind of just like banged her on the head up. once. And he's like, oh, uh, well, uh, okay. I guess I'll try that later. Well, I'll try that again sometime. Okay. <laughs> um, it works, though. Uh, because he, the light fixture drops on top of her, uh, and then everybody begins to wake up, and then Helen appears on the ground as a, as an old woman, um, but she still has the dagger, and she throws it mm-hmm. towards Arthur, who quickly jumps up and grabs, excuse me, Merlin quickly jumps up, grabs Arthur, pulls him out of the way, uh, the dagger sinks into the chair as this old woman dies, and of course, Uther and Arthur are like, what the, f- who who are you? Where did you come from? Why are you in this party? How did you get into the VIP room? Did you know that Miss Swift was here? Did you do something to her? Is this your fault? <laughs> like, Is this your fault that you do this to Taylor? I uh, will have, uh, but no. Instead, Uther. Looks like we got a regular Jake Gyllenhaal on her hands, right, guys? And the whole crowd starts booing Merlin. Got him. Um, instead, Uther is like, "Hey, you just saved my son. Uh, I need to reward Merlin, you." Merlin, dude, U- Uther is on top of Merlin before like they can even stand up. <laughs> He's like, "I must reward you right now, right this instant. I must re- give you a reward for." For saving myself. But I love this. I love this idea because Merlin's like, nah, bro, it's good. I'm just chill. Everything's, I mean, all right. I had, I, I saw some of the show, so that that's enough of a reward. You know, that was good. Um, yeah. But Uther is like, no, no, you saved my son. And as a reward, now you will be able to work for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just how up this, up his own ass this guy is. He's like, you will be my, you will be Arthur's new manservant. And and both Arthur and Merlin have never been more in agreement on anything, and they probably never will <laughs> be. T- they both roll their eyes so fucking hard. This They're is like, a no, terrible not idea. This guy. The only, the only one that's amused by this is Gwen, who just knows that shenanigans yeah. will ensue, yeah. and she'll be a part of it. She'll be able to see. I the think shenanigans that's kind of her happen. thing. She's not a prankster, like. Merlin and Gaius are big time into pranks. Mm-hmm. Um, Gwen just likes to watch the pranks unfold. I think that she knew that Merlin walked into Morgana in that situation, and she could have stopped it, but she let it unfold. I think she likes. I think she likes to watch the pranks from afar. Yes, um, and this is pretty much the end of the episode. Uh, we we have one last scene where. Um, Merlin is being all goth looking at a candlelight uh, when Gaius arrives and is like, hey, dude, you're you're a hero. Let me level up your magic a little bit. Here's a book of magic that I've hidden away. Don't tell nobody, though. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And Merlin is very excited by this. I think, I think if it's a book of magic, you got to call it a grimoire, right? It's, I mean, I don't really know. Or a the, tome. I don't know the a difference between a grimoire and a torrent. I guess a grimoire is probably like 
because that's like vaguely death sounding. So like that's probably like made of mm. some human skin or like the the ink well, is the blood or something. It's if it's goth, it's probably a grimoire. It's, okay, let's let's go. That's what Morgana calls her diary, and and Gwen's like, I think it's just. I think it's just a diary. I think it's just a diary. <laughs> like it's just. Something... I think you just called a diary. She's like, it's fetch, fetch Gwen, fetch me my grimoire. It's just a diary. Here you go. <laughs> Morgana, it has a. I mean, the lock is in the shape of a heart. I don't think it's a grimoire. It's like literally like pink, <laughs> like college ruled. Yeah. Like it says, no boys allowed on the front. I don't think it's a grimoire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Ew, boys keep out. It says. I mean, that's weird. Uh, it does Every ha- page starts with feeling particularly mortal today. What's up with that? Yeah. Get, hand me my grimoire. <laughs> the back, the backside of it just has Fiona Apple lyrics. That's kind of grimoireish, yeah. I think. That's kind of that's kind of dope. Yeah, that fits the vibe. Load. So this is why you weren't psyched to see Taylor. <laughs> this makes more, more sense a, now. This makes more girl. sense. Okay, all right. I'm starting to figure okay. you out. Gotcha, gotcha. Kate Bush girl, right? Let, let me guess. Kate Bush. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, all right. Cool. 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 Um. And that's it. Uh, Arthur calls uh, Merlin from off screen and is like, hey, come tie my shoes for me. And Merlin goes off and the episode ends and we get a nice long preview for the next episode, uh, which would just be snakes. 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 Uh, And this ends Merlin and thus will end the first episode of this podcast. Uh, I, 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 Chris, watching this episode today got me real jazzed for covering it. um, The whole thing, Uh, especially knowing the ending. I think that's, I think it's it's a real fun way to have the show end, and I'm excited about it. Uh, nobody uh, add us on Twitter with the ending. Keep keep our ending memes away from us. We we only have a year. It's only going to take us about a year to get through this, and then Chris will be able to see. That's it for crazy. Himself. It took us five years to cover Supernatural. Yeah, dude. I, we're never doing that again. We're never going back to the. Imagine city. imagine starting your um you know watch along TV coverage podcast project with the longest running <laughs> TV show. Yeah. We might as well started with the fucking Simpsons or something. Jesus Christ. Seriously. Uh, Seriously. Can't wait to start it. It's always sunny in Philadelphia podcast. We're going episode yep. by episode. And then one piece. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, this, this show is, is an absolute delight. It brought, uh, I was, I was a little worried. I think that some of the, um, not cheapness, but some of the, you know, the cheeky pieces of cheese that we, we pointed out would, would kind of bring it down for me. But I think that I'm just growing to like those even more. So I'm excited to, to, to watch the rest of the show. I'm going to I'm going to be pressuring you to record like two or three of these a week because I just I just want to watch <laughs> them so fast. So um, quickly. So we as the time of recording, we haven't heard this yet. Mm-hmm. But do we have intro music that we want to shout out? Yes, absolutely. So uh, if. <laughs> Hopefully all this works. <laughs> we don't have to change. We don't have to call it audible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like we're recording this super early, so our intro music and our art uh, is not in place yet. Uh, but maybe we can just put links down in the description. In the next episode, we'll shout everybody out. Yeah. Um, well, we, we we could do it. I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, there will definitely be links in the description, so you can go look at all that stuff. Uh, but. The intro music was done by uh, Banshee Beat, our longtime music partner, who did a lot of stuff for Monster of the Week. Uh, the vocals were friend of the show, um, Heather Millette, who you can go uh, find on Spotify. Very emo, very goth, very cool. Um, all of our artwork was done by Sydney Dean, um, and you can find her links all in the back. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but Chris had a good, good idea, and if you go look uh, at yeah, hypothetically. any of Sydney's I, ha- Sydney's I have art, some of her art, and it's beautiful it's so and gorgeous. It's gorgeous, dude. Like, I mean, as soon as... Um, I want to say she like followed us on Twitter, and I like like looked, and I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta buy some of this stuff. This is so good." Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is how we find everybody that we that we want to do uh, work with. So yeah, thank you to all of those people. Um, 
And yeah, that's really about it. Uh, if you want to support the show, the best thing to do for a brand new podcast is to go leave ratings and reviews on it. So if you're on Apple podcast, um, reviews can really make or break us over there. Um, same thing with Stitcher or Google. If you're on Spotify, slap those five star ratings on it. Uh, we would really, really appreciate that. Um, and tell your friends, uh, we're kind of starting from scratch again. We didn't continue on with monster of the week cause we have different plans for that. So we're, we're starting a brand new podcast just for Merlin. Um, so if you know anybody that is vaguely interested in the show or just like want to introduce them to Chris and Jeremy, but without the fucking five years, 267 episode commitment, now is the best yeah. time to do it. Send them the link. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at his kingdom keeps. You can find us on the web at still his kingdom keeps.cool. And uh, yeah, show links, show notes in the bottom. Uh, we'll be back next week with snakes. Snakes. Bye, guys. That's not the that is not the energy I want to bring into the first episode of a new brand new podcast. I don't want to come and go and hello. I just slammed a slice of pizza into did, my face. Why did you do that? Um, oh, I missed my mouth. I miscalculated. It hit my hit me right in the face. I don't know. Appro- approaching a new podcast, episode one of a new podcast, uh, fresh off the za, seems like it could have been a mistake. Uh, unintended consequences, feels like, you are, from that slice of pizza. You having some, some stomach issues already? Is that what you're worried about? Or you're just, just the no, we're talking. No, we're talking 30 seconds ago, it went down the gullet. We're talking... This is fresh. This is I can still feel the I can still taste the cheese. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, now I can, now I understand. What but you're that definitely about. feels like a risky move. But I didn't. I wanted to. I wanted it to be. It was hot. You know, it was hot. My dad brought over pizza. This is what this is what old Gary does. He brings over pizza, and I go, "Oh, I'm gonna eat that." Okay, <laughs> dude. I don't. I don't care about how bad your relationship with your father is if he brings you a pizza every once in a while that's a good dad that's a good yeah, it's an okay right, dad right. it's a good it's an okay dad at that point um but yeah i, sh- I should have been patient and i'm fine everything's fine but when you're starting a new podcast you don't first people shouldn't ever eat on a podcast that's a big no-no 100 um, unless the podcast is about somebody eating unless it's about food or something <laughs> um but and I just, it just feels like a real risk to eat directly before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I already had to stop and burp. Like, that's not It's not a good situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not where I want to be mentally, physically, um, spiritually, even. Um, it, is a, it is a spiritual weight on, on you when you eat pizza that fast. <laughs> what kind of pizza was it? What are you, was it just normal, like, pepperoni kind of situation? It was just, just a, yeah, clean slice of, uh, clean slice of uh, cheese. Za, and then on the side, second slices. Okay, I have to admit, I ate two slices of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, got them. And one of them was pepperoni. One of them was cheese. Oh, dude, you're ta- you're you're fucking killing me. I would I would I would shred some. Okay, pizza okay, right okay now. you caught me. <laughs> it was two slices. Two slices of pizza. Okay, all right, Jeremy. It was a whole fucking pizza. And Are wait, you happy? Wait, you were you texted me and said like, oh, I'll, yeah. I could be ready in like 15 minutes or whatever. I um, did. Um, did you that was slam? before the pizza. Oh, so that was before the pizza. So like you, you, you spent like six minutes engorging the pizza is what I'm hearing. We're, no, we're talking three, four. Damn. Three, four minutes. Are you serious? <laughs> Chris, are you I okay? Was like, I, I housed those slices. Well, I hadn't eaten in a while. And usually like I'll grab a granola bar or something because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat till after we record the podcast. It'll be, you know, an hour or two. So let me just get a quick, little quick snack. 
Um, but then, you know, that Zah showed up, dude. It was over for me. What did uh? What was it? Just a a nice time? Why did your dad have pizza, and and why was he bringing it to you? It's just uh, it was just a nice time. You know, Nana's got to eat, even though she doesn't really eat pizza. <laughs> Grandma's not gonna uh, touch so that. It's just pizza. it's just Chris has got to eat. You know, Chris has got to eat. He's just looking out um, for he's looking out for his number one Chris. But um, this is also how I got COVID. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. When, like the whole family had COVID, and my dad's like, "Yo, let's eat some zombies. Let's eat some pizza. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I'll risk it all. I'll risk it all. <laughs> I'm ready to put it all on the line for a slice of cheese and pep right now. Oh my god! Um, but it's okay. You know what? I've already started sweating, and I think that that is the best scenario that I could have hoped for. <laughs> this is the best physical reaction I could hope for: is sweat. Um, it's not. It's not activating any other. Uh, issues in me it's just <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's been a while uh probably because we haven't done we haven't really done crawfish since the pandemic um and crawfish is so usually we get it so hot and spicy that that's usually the thing that will like make me sweat while i eat it um nothing else really does that to me but mm-hmm. um man i i would <laughs> chris i would like to have some some crawfish sweats right now <laughs> that sounds oh, really dude. fucking delicious just getting mm. the sweats after eating like it's it's both the best and worst feeling in the world Honestly, I, I do. I feel a little sick. You I think, need to take a I break. Eating, go get a pep. I think go get a Pepto. Two two slices of large pizza in hundred and eighty um, seconds. In hundred eighty <laughs> seconds, flat, flat. We're talking crust was gone, plate was licked clean. I didn't lick the plate clean. Um, you'll be surprised to learn that I did eat off of a plate and not just. I was, I I was just like, it straight out the box. Why bother though? Like, I mean, hopefully it was a paper I, well, plate. Like, I I think I put them on the plate. With a different set of expectations <laughs> than what ended up happening. Did you? I was like, well, all right, I, I put the pizza on the plate and I was like, all right, I got to go record in a minute. Talk to you later. Um, did you? And then did I you left rush the here? room. Like, you didn't have to do that. Like, you could, you I could didn't just. Ha- like... And I didn't have to inhale two slices of pizza, Jeremy. There's a lot of things I didn't have to do. <laughs> here we are. All right. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, um, I, I, we, we I, I, you know, it's weird because I'm doing this like workout thing um, and, and trying to lose some weight. Uh, and sure, I just sure, sure. like say, say it out loud at first, like weight is not the end all be all goal of this stuff. Um, like, you know, we, we have yeah, a it's really getting huge, getting swole. It's getting That's swole is what yeah, I'm looking yeah. for. I'm just, I'm trying to get fucking ripped. Um, but uh, it's weird because it just makes me cognizant. All I'm doing is like tracking what I'm eating and, and we haven't changed like a lot of our lifestyle to like do this, right? Like it's not like I'm eating naked chicken breast and, uh, and an apple for dinner every night or anything like that. Um, Autumn's, <laughs> yeah, no. Autumn, Autumn is still making d- delicious food. and like, You don't have a death wish. You're yeah. Trying to, you're just trying to lose weight. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, but it just, it's just, it just keeps you like just tracking the calories. It keeps you so cognizant of what you do and like, um, Garrity on Twitter the other day, Josh Garrity was like, uh, it's amazing how much just a cheeky piece of cheese out of the fridge will cost you in terms of calories. And I just really like that expression, a cheeky oh, yeah. piece of cheese. Uh, he's he's a British guy, so he says stuff like that. But um, What do you think I did with the, just a, um, a a cheeky 600 calories of, of uh, <laughs> grease and cheese that just slipped out my gullet? What do you think? <laughs> We thinking about six hundred cows, seven fifty cows. I don't gotta, know how many gotta, Well, I mean, if the since only one of them had meat, you may have saved yourself a little bit. So it could be it could be around six hundred. I don't I don't really know. Uh, I used to. Uh, well, I mean, I, I used to track my calories, and I did it really, really religiously for quite a while, and I lost like twenty, thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was uh it was like my whole vibe you know i was drinking diet beer that's fucked up you know what i mean um i was uh, before i cut out beer entirely i uh was drinking like locale beer but it's a local brew like it's not like diet oh, cool. Ultra. i was drinking like i don't even know if it was it was miller 64 maybe um Oh, which says it tastes it doesn't taste like anything. It's, it's like, the worst <laughs> fucking beer, dude. Yeah. I saw an advertisement. I, like, I saw a billboard the other day that uh Budweiser is selling um non-alcoholic zero carbonated beverages and I'm like, are you just oh. just canning water now? <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Why are you Jess doing and I Jess and I used to eat these like just like frozen DiGiorno cheesy crust pizzas all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, and we just dude, we just love that shit. Cheesy crust, like, so bad for you, dude. Like, oh my like, god, it's me so specifically, so bad for me. Um, but I would be like, all right, it's Friday night. <laughs> I know I gotta track my calories. I gotta be ready. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat half of a cheesy crust DiGiorno mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. pizza, mm-hmm. and I'm going to drink a six pack of Biller 64. So I gotta make sure you know I do a little extra exercise. I gotta earn those extra calories back. Um, there's a few things I probably could have just done a little different, you know, maybe eating some chicken for dinner <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. drank regular beer. Um, just, there's a lot of things I could have avoided to make my life a little easier, what's, but what's here really, we stand today. What's really depressing is that, uh, because the, the, the fancy Apple watch will track how many calories you burn during a workout. And, uh, like I've been doing like strength workouts and like yoga and stuff like that. And it gives you, and that stuff like syncs with my little weight tracker uh app right like i'm using this app called lose it so when i open up lose it it gives me like oh you earned this many calories today like that's a so you get to eat that much more if you want to um and it's not a lot chris (laughs) like 30 minutes of like kind of hardcore strength like workout is is like one single full beer like that's it. Yeah, it sucks. It's. I mean, it's. it's, like, it's all right, what, cool. Who designed the system? Like, what? what in the you fuck? just did nine thousand push-ups, uh, <laughs> and, and enjoy having one cracker. Yeah, you get you get an extra. Strength training doesn't burn a lot of calories. I mean, uh, building muscle is really good for burning fat anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just the the actual activity itself. When you're like, especially when you're tracking it on an app, you're like, shit. What did it's I? It's just even... cardio. You like you just have to do cardio. You just that have sucks. to do cardio. We're very close to I think buying a uh, cardio machine for the house. Like I think that's the last thing that uh, Peloton. We're, no, we're not doing the Peloton. Autumn likes the. <laughs> uh, oh shit! I can't even remember the name of it. It's a certain kind of elliptical that she likes. The precore. The precore ellipticals. Precore. Um. Uh, we're I not, prefer the pre-cum. We're, we're um, not. We're not. Oh, I was gonna go post-core <laughs> with that joke, but she just went to a whole different flavor, Chris. I don't know if I like one. pizza, Chris. I didn't know pizza, Chris, was so nasty. <laughs> yeah, I told myself, you know, on this podcast, no, no more swearing, no more, um, no more gross jokes, only innuendos, only smart, sexy, handsome guy innuendos. Um, but here we are with the pre-com. Already, already, right already. Gate. We're not right even. We gate. haven't even started the new podcast. We haven't yet, even started, and we're already talking about pre-com. This is some. Some people have never heard us speak before. They've never heard of us. They've never heard our voices before. And they 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 listened to the Merlin thing. They were busy at work, and they kind of were half paying attention. Mm-hmm. And now they've gotten to this part. And, and they heard pre-cum, and they they just perked back up. <laughs> they're wondering why we're still talking. They're like, well, didn't you and finish thinking, the episode? Why are we? Yeah. Why I, am I still I, here? Why is this episode just... an hour and a half long? If you guys could just drop all this bullshit. Please. I swear Merlin talked to that dragon, dragon 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Please tell me you're not going to talk about video games next. I swear to God. I'm going to well, throw my phone across this office. I mean, I'll game, dude. I'll talk about Merlin. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that what this podcast is for? That's what this podcast is for. That's crazy. There's people, there's people in our Discord 
watching us record right now. Yeah, they don't even know. They don't even know. <laughs> they don't even know. It's so weird. They don't even know. It's very bizarre. It felt it felt weird. Uh, like I, I mentioned this to you a in, weird. A, in a text message, but like it was, and like I've recorded other stuff. We've recorded about other stuff before. Like the idea of taking notes is not like alien or anything, but like just sitting down and realizing like, oh, this is what I'll be doing for the next year. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird it's, feeling. You know, with Supernatural, I feel like I developed a shorthand for, for note-taking. Yeah, definitely. There's certain things definitely. I could just, like, say or, like, write half a sentence, and I know what I meant because I've been doing this for five years. Um, but now with Merlin, I'm like, I can't get too cheeky in these notes. I can't have a cheeky little slice of cheese, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta like, explain to myself what I mean so that when I look back at my notes later, I'm not like, what the fuck are you talking about, Chris? Why does it say pre-com eight times in your notes? <laughs> does it... <laughs> doesn't be, we don't we didn't even talk about pre-com in the episode <laughs> i um yeah I, I definitely had that thing where um and i was also trying to overcompensate because i'm like oh this is morgana she's played by mm-hmm. you know katie mcgrath like i had that i thing refused to head. learn any of the actors names on supernatural so you, you best believe i ain't doing it here either that is not true that is absolutely no, not <laughs> i'll true. absorb it over time but uh <laughs> oh actually i know a couple of their names on Supernatural or in Merlin? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Merlin. I know a couple of their names. I know several of them. Yeah. yeah. I, watched some, um, I watched some BTS videos a couple summers ago, you know? Were the, uh, the Merlin wiki has BTS stuff that we can read off, which I'm pretty excited about. Like It feels like there's a lot of fun BTS stuff behind the scenes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. BT- when we say like BTS, good... we are not referring to the uh, the popular Korean band. To the K-pop band. Um, yeah. yeah. Although, if you want us to do a BTS cast, you know, patreon.com slash monster of the week is a place to go. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, man. Do you want to um, have a short outtakes in this one and just get into the Merlin? I think that's appropriate. I think, hey, listen, if you're listening to this right now and you've never heard Monster of the Week before, this is what Jeremy and I do. We talk for a while and then we go ahead and we go, okay, well, now we're going to record about the thing we sit down to record about. Mm-hmm. And rather than leaving all this junk at the front of the episode for you to have to skip through, we just put it at the end, so you yeah. can turn it off when you get to it. <laughs> Instead of having a private conversation between two friends, we turn it into content yeah. for the content mill. That's right. We, we That's right. We, I mean, at least, at least it's not, at a certain point, it's just going to be its own podcast, I think, the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> we tried that. Nobody listened to it, Chris. I tried. Remember, that was that was a Patreon <laughs> perk for a while of, here's just the outtakes, and everyone was like, no, thank you. I don't, I don't, I don't no, not like no, that. No, thank you. I'm here for Sam and Dean. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> I have a piece of gum in my mouth. Uh-oh. Um... Like, there was just, like, a lot of pizza, like, still, like, sort of in my whole... It was in the way. You know that song, Something in the Way by Nirvana? I do. I, I absolutely That was do. about Kurt eating a huge slice of vegan pizza and then kind of just feeling, like, bloated and gross after. Um, Something in the Way was about that, because that pizza was just in the way. I, um... That's real. You can look it up. I... <laughs> I don't. I, so I started a new template file for our podcast, um, and so I had to like recreate a bunch of stuff. But the thing that I used to do markers is not there anymore. <laughs> I don't know how to find it, and I'm panicking. Uh-oh. I don't think I want to do. I don't want to make a folder. I don't want to copy marker to live loops. I don't even know what that means. Can you can you just bear with me for a second? I'm bare indeed. I'm barren all the way. That's that's another added. goal of this podcast. No more swearing. 
Are we? No more did we weird say that jokes. at some point? Are we? Um, no, that's just for for me, for me personally. Um, erase the Boston accent from my voice, so not, I was I will enunciate happen. quite clearly. Um, no more saying um, no more saying quote or whatever end quote. We I don't even think we do that, do we? I dude, I do it every other fucking sentence. Do you really? I don't think. It, oh god, now I'm gonna notice it constantly. This is, uh-huh. this is that's why I've never cool. said it before. Cut it out. Cut it, cut this part out of the podcast. Otherwise, people will never be able to listen to us. Okay, so I can create a marker by doing option and is that tilde or is that apostrophe? You get knocked up between tildes and apostrophes again. Don't you? Don't you sometimes get confused? So I get a little locked up sometimes. It's a it's an apostrophe, so I can option and apostrophe my way onto a marker, and that doesn't feel weird at all. This was a terrible idea. Why did I do this? Why did I change everything? I don't, this doesn't make any sense know. at all. I don't know. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> Let me see if I ever burp. Uh, whoa! I did, and it was big. <laughs> Great. Okay, I'm good. I'm good.